in a sense, what we celebrate on Corpus Christi is what we celebrate every time we get together for Mass, that Jesus is really present to us in the Holy Eucharist. But today we are focused especially on the, the great miracle of how that happens, that we, we start off with bread and wine, but we end up with the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Of course, we use for this the uh, good Catholic word, transubstantiation, but I thought without getting into a whole lot of theology, we could understand what is really going on here by thinking about uh, how we treat the host, the communion host, at the different points of the Mass. So let's, let's consider that. So I'm going to get some help from my servers today, so if I can get Stella and Julia to come down here. You know, uh, when we start Mass, obviously the host is just a piece of unleavened wheat bread, right? And what is the, the purpose of bread? So maybe one of these young men here can tell us, what's the purpose of bread? Um, what do you do with it? Well, you eat, you eat bread, but that's all you really do. Right, you just eat it. That's it. It's food, right? That Jesus today, he provides the food for all the people there on the mountain because they're hungry. That is the point of food. You eat it. Now, is that the only thing that you can do with food? You may remember your mother saying, don't play with your food, right? But is there anything really wrong with doing other things with food? Not really, because it's just food, right? So, Stella, are you, can you toss a coin? All right, here, take this, and we're going we're gonna to flip it. You know how to flip it? And, uh, yeah. So we might as well make it worth our while. Let's take a bet here. If it's heads, or if, if, if you win, then I'll pray ten Hail Marys. And if I win, then you have to pray ten Hail Marys. How about that? Okay. All right, you're going to call heads or tails? That's heads. Okay. Heads. All right, let's see it. <laughs> Wait a minute, you got to learn to flip a coin. Flip it again. There you go. All right, what is it? Heads or tails? Uh, tails. Tails. That means I have to pray 10 Hail Marys. I'm like up to 30 now. <laughs> now, is there anything wrong with doing that? No, right? Because it's just a piece of bread. There's nothing special about it right now. Julia, take your shoe off. Smash it. Good. All right. Is there anything wrong with doing that? No. I mean, the, uh, the Passionist nuns may not be real thrilled with that since they make all of our hosts, and, uh, but I think they would understand for the, the purpose of an example. All right. Thank you, ladies. You may go back and sit down. So you get the point. It's just bread, and that's how we treat it. But then at some point in the Mass, that bread is brought up to the altar, and the priest blesses it, right? Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received this bread we offer. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands will become for us the bread of life. Now, once the priest has done that, we treat it differently because its, perfect, its purpose has become somehow Different. It is no longer just any old bread. It is sacred bread. It is blessed bread. Uh, it belongs to God. You know, in our first reading today, we see Melchizedek. He's offering bread and wine to God. Well, that's what we're doing. It now belongs to God. It'd be kind of like if you had uh, given someone the gift of a nice bottle of wine, right? And they said, here, keep this for me. 
and when we, whenever I come over, we can have some wine together. Well, once you've given it as a gift, it doesn't really belong to you anymore, right? You couldn't just be like, oh, I want some wine with dinner tonight. I'm going to get that bottle out and use it. No, because that would be wrong. That would be offensive. That doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to that person that you gave it to. Well, once we bless the bread, it belongs to God. You could say in a way that it still has the same purpose of food, but it is now holy food. And in fact, if uh, Julia were to take her shoe and come after the host while they were sitting on the altar there after we had blessed them and smashed them, we couldn't just throw them away. We would have to take them and put them in the, the special sink, the sacrarium in the sacristy, where, which runs directly into the ground. That's how we dispose of blessed things. So we treat it differently because its purpose is somehow different. It has somehow become different. Now, eventually we get to the consecration, right? And when the priest prays the words of consecration over the blessed bread and wine now, we don't know, he doesn't say, this is his body. This is his blood. He says, this is my body. This is my blood. How can he say that? It's a priest's job, of course, to offer things to God. That's what a priest does. But does the priest have the power to turn bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ on his own? No. He's just a regular person. But by the power of holy orders, it is Jesus Christ himself who at that moment speaks those words. That's why he says, this is my body. This is my blood. And if Jesus says it, then that is the way that it must be, right? As St. Thomas Aquinas beautifully puts it in one of his hymns, truth himself speaks truly, or there's nothing true. So after those words of consecration, again, we treat the host differently, not as bread, not even as blessed bread, but now we treat it as Jesus himself. The priest even hesitates to touch the host, only in need, and, and certainly not waving it around, as I just was doing here before, right? only in the most reverent of ways. We kneel before the host. We place the host in a monstrance and gaze upon it. We process, as we will later today, we process around with the host to show that we are the followers of Jesus, that he is our king. If this was just bread, even if it was just blessed bread, that would be idolatry. That would be worshiping a false god. It only makes sense if that we can really no longer speak at all of bread and wine, but of the body, the blood, the soul, and the divinity of Jesus Christ. If someone, I won't say Julia because Julia would never do this, but if someone came after uh, with, their, with a, their shoe and smashed a consecrated host, that's not just a problem. That is one of the most serious things that you could ever do. You would be excommunicated, cut off from the body of Christ. You have committed a very grave mortal sin, and unless you repented, you would be going to hell. That is how we treat the host after the consecration, because that is what it is. Its purpose, in some sense, is still food, but now it is the bread of life. It is Jesus himself. So, yes, the Eucharist is, in some sense, all three of the things that we heard in our readings today. It is our daily bread by which Jesus feeds us. It is that gift 
that has been offered to God as Melchizedek did. But as St. Paul teaches us, its most important purpose and reality is that it is the real presence of Jesus Christ, his body, his blood, his soul, and his divinity. And so as we think about the way that we treat the host at Mass, that's what we should remember. This is what we believe, that Jesus, in his great love for us, in his great humility, makes himself always accessible to us under the veil of bread and wine. And so should not we give all of ourselves, our thoughts, our words, our emotions, our very personality, everything given to him, who has given everything to us.